Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It's June 20th. It's 2023. 11 baseball games to talk about here on this Tuesday. Joined by my buddy Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Just still sweating some stuff from Monday night here. Got got pitching mostly right. I had way overweight on Scherzer. Good amount of Paxton. Good amount of Merrill Kelly. Uh, Waka not, not quite doing anything. He just started, though. So I've got a, a bunch of Waka left um, and then some San Diego stacks still. But got pitching right for the most part. Avoided the landmines, at least. No no Burns, no Pablo Lopez. Um, so got some live teams here as as we're recording. Yeah, I have a, I have, I have a really good team that I think is going to fall short. Um, it was a it was a Texas stack. They're doing something. They're hitting the ball right now. But um, is a Texas stack that had really good one-offs. Um, Walker was a lone one-off that I had on that team. Alfaro was my catcher play on that team. And then Touchman, um, and it had Pax and Scherzer. So uh, it's a really solid team. If Texas, like, breaks out here late in this game, it will move up. It's already really high up in tournaments. It will move up even higher. Uh, so that'd be nice. But I have a really live San Diego stack. We were talking about it before we went on um, that has Kelly and Scherzer. And I think Scherzer's out of the game now. He got his strikeout prop, which we talked about yesterday, which is nice because I I had a lot of that strikeout um, fantasy pick and play on um, on underdog and prize picks today. So I like that. I'm going to miss a couple five five for fives today by Brandon Williamson getting five strikeouts instead of four and a half, which kind of stinks. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good day. Good start to the week. Good start to the week um it was fun i, I scripted today um I, I made 20 lineups i don't know what what's going on with that but it was a lot of fun i might do it again tomorrow i might not i built my three entry max teams too and um cash in two of the three right now so um i'm with you i got pitching right i feel good about getting pitching right that's always a good way to start the week off so um pumped 11 game slate let's see if we can keep it going here with the pitching we have plenty uh there's a yeah. lot of pitching uh so it's always fun when there's a lot of pitching a lot of options to talk about and talk through. So let's get into it. Loving games. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Monday night. And um, yeah, if you are listening on the podcast, you can always join us. Most of the time we start at 10 Eastern during the week, 
Sunday night to Thursday night. Come hang out with us on YouTube, Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We're over 600 subscribers, so thank you all. Um, we haven't had it up very long, so I re- really appreciate it. So tell your mom to subscribe and your dad. It was just Father's Day. All right, Seattle at New York is where we start. We got Cole and Kirby facing off against each other in this one. Seven total. Very rarely do we see a seven total anymore. Um, Yankees a 140 favorite here. Let's start with George Kirby, a guy that has been struggling. Got a matchup against Miami. Absolutely dominated them last time out. Dominated New York when he faced them at home about a week and a half, almost two weeks ago now. Almost three weeks ago now. Time flies. Um, what are we looking at here with Kirby at 8,700? Yeah, there's a couple very interesting pitcher prices on this slate. And George Kirby is one uh, for me. I know he doesn't have the longest leash. And like you said, the strikeouts had been down through this season up until his last start at Miami. And he went out there and struck out 10. You know, that's in there for him. I feel like coming off of that start, I, I feel pretty confident in firing him up at, at 8,700 here. Uh, New York just still not not quite healthy. Judge still on the IL. They're missing Bader. Um, I think Kirby can have a, a nice long start. He has like the best walk rate in baseball. Um, it was nice to see those strikeouts come back a little bit. I don't think he necessarily strikes out 10 here, but I think he can go seven solid innings and eight strikeouts is, is certainly in his range of outcomes. 10 is, 10 is in there too. It's just not very likely that he does that again. I'll say like the one downside – because I mean, I think like I, I like both of these pitchers. Um, I'll have exposure to both of these pitchers. The one downside that I will say about this game in general is in Yankee Stadium. This game is in Seattle. It's a different game. Um, I don't. Did they did they face off against each other when? I don't think so. They had because Cole was on like a weird rotation of like um, getting an extra day, and so he didn't pitch against them when they face when Kirby faced the Yankees. But anyway, um, it's in Yankee stadium. Both of these guys, they have upside. Both of these teams strike out, you know, we're looking at two teams that strike out a lot judge being on the lineup. Um, I don't think he's back for the series. I didn't read anything. I know Bader is not back yet either. So, I mean, both of these pitchers going to Garrett Cole on the other side, Seattle's a huge strikeout team. They're a team that we target all the time. with right-handed pitching. They have the highest strike or second highest. I forgot. Minnesota is past them. Um, talk to me here. What are your thoughts on Garrett Cole? Yeah. He, another guy whose strikeouts have been, been down a little bit this season. Um, but he, I mean, he's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, they like, he's just, he, he's not up over 30% like he has been the last several years, but the matchup here, I still think he could find a way to, to 10 strikeouts. As you mentioned, Seattle strikes out a ton. Uh, 10, nine is a very fair price for Garrett Cole. There's a lot of cheap pitching on this slate that's in play. I, Garrett Cole is definitely one I want to spend up for, though. Yeah, I think both of these pitchers you can play today. Um, Kirby being an elite command guy, you're always kind of looking at, you know, who's the umpire behind the plate kind of thing. But I think the matchup's going to be there. There's plenty of strikeouts both sides of this game, both offenses. Um, bats. Garrett Cole will tend to give up a home run or two. Is there anything that you potentially would chase here as like a one-off? I don't think we're stacking either one of these teams. Is there anything that you would chase as like a one-off here for Seattle? Definitely not stacking, but the ballpark, I I think it's completely fine to chase home runs. Cole has been better this season about allowing home runs, um, but I mean, he's still a fly ball pitcher. He has a fly ball lean at least, just not quite the extreme fly ball guy he has been. 
Um, I'd be looking at, like, I don't know if I want to go expensive with Julio. Kalanick, you save a little bit of money. I don't mind that. Suarez has big pop. Uh, he's 3,600. Teoscar's heating up a little bit, 3,200. It's the power hitters. You're just looking for a home run, I think. Also, I just want to go out there and say, like, his fly ball rate is very close to the last couple seasons. So I wouldn't be shocked if his home run per nine goes up. Um, I think that he's on the right side of it right now. And, I mean, when you're a fly ball guy in Yankee Stadium and you play half your games in Yankee Stadium, I mean, there's going to be some regression to his numbers. Um, I will say he has done a fantastic job on the road this season. I think his home run per nine on, on the road is like 0. 0.5. Um, so that is, that's fantastic. But I, I just, I mean, the pricing is kind of tough. I mean, you know, obviously you could always be like, Hey, who Rodriguez? He's a guy that, you know, you could target for a home run here. Um, it's been one of those years where Cole has been very splits neutral. So lefty righty doesn't, it hasn't really mattered as far as home runs. So, I mean, I probably don't get to anything Seattle today. Um, if I'm building out a 20 inch max, maybe a one off or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I don't love this spot for Seattle and I honestly, I don't love this spot for New York. I think Kirby can get blown up from time to time, but he's a great command guy. Um, you know, he'll have those starts where he'll have bad starts just in general. But, I mean, he's such a good command guy. He's not going to walk five guys and let you beat him that way. You're going to have to beat him with the bats. Um, I mean, again, you could target home runs, but that's either side. Target home runs on either side. Yep, that's where I'm at also. All right, moving on. Got St. Louis at Washington. Gore and Montgomery facing off against each other. Nine total in this game. Cardinals a 155 favorite. Starting here with Jordan Montgomery, 7,400. Um, as bad as Washington has been just in general this season, they're still a top 15 team in baseball against left-handed pitching. They have a really low 18.2% strikeout rate against lefties. Any interest here in Montgomery? Just because of the matchup, I don't think I do. Um, it's a very interesting price. It just displayed is weird because I think there's a couple of guys who are just a little bit too cheap. And then there's one guy who's just way too cheap. Um, I would say Montgomery is appropriately priced. Like, I just don't like the upside here in this matchup against Washington. Like you mentioned, they've been much better against lefties. They don't strike out very much. And I mean, we're going to talk about it, but Justin Verlander's in this price range, which is just ridiculous. Um, I know he hasn't been great this season, but Justin Verlander's a much better pitcher than Jordan Montgomery, even at this stage of his career. So as a pivot off of a chalky Verlander, may, maybe you take some shots on Montgomery, but I, I'm just concerned about the upside here. There are a couple guys in this range that I think <laughs> I would play over Montgomery today. So I think it's more of slate than anything else like just a slate in general um i'm not gonna run out of my way to stack washington against montgomery gore on the other side of this game i mean this lineup should be really good against left-handed pitching they should they haven't been but they should be um mckenzie gore has flashed some upside here this season i think it's a slate thing again i don't think in this matchup against this offense i don't think i get there today yeah similar um i just don't like the way all right like st louis against lefty should be a really solid offense there's a bunch of right-handed power in the lineup 
Gore struggles with his walk rate, which is the biggest thing. It He doesn't get deep into games because of that. You add in the power risk from these St. Louis bats. And I agree. I, I just I don't think it's the right slate. It's just when you click on and you're starting to like look through the numbers and stuff and you see Paul Goldschmidt with an ISO of 119 against left-handed pitching this season, you're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I mean, you know, you're a Cubs fan. You, you got, you've gotten punished by this guy for years now. Yep. Um, it's just, <laughs> just odd, but they're still not striking out a ton against like left-handed pitching. The walks scare me, um, especially against this offense. Very patient, very patient. Let's talk bats. Um, I don't think I have full stack Cardinals, but I, I do think like a, a mini stack or if I'm building like a 4-4 four, four, or if I'm doing like a 5-3 a or a 5-2, Nolan Arenado, Wilson Contreras, Paul Goldschmidt, even though he hasn't been great power-wise against lefties this year, I would have a ton of interest in those guys. Um, DeJong is another like shortstop play that's like a home run type of upside guy. Again, probably not a full stack for me, but I do think like with them being on the road, I think they're definitely in the mini stack conversation. Yeah, for sure. Don't mind chasing home runs here um, and pairing them a couple of them together because you you can do cheap things like DeJong. Uh, Jordan Walker has been heating up here recently. Um, but you play one or two of those cheap guys and, it, and then you can fit in your, your Arenado and Goldschmidt's um, like the Wilson Contreras call as well. It's been a, been a rough year for him, but He'll, he he will turn it around eventually. Forty three hundred is a fair price tag. Um, I agree. Like, there's enough strikeout upside from Gore that I don't know if I want a full stack. Um, just because the the bats that you want are really expensive. I, there are some value value guys as well, um, but just to get Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Contreras in there, it's a pretty expensive stack, and I think the upside's limited because of Gore's strikeout ability. Yep. Washington um, always presents some value anytime they're facing a left-handed pitcher. Montgomery's not a guy that I typically like, hey, let's go stack against. He does have a 210 ISO, 350 Woba against righties. Um, very fly ball, ground ball neutral, gives up a lot of hard contact. So, I mean, my initial thought is Lane Thomas hitting leadoff, 4,200, seems like a really fair price for a guy that's hit left-handed pitching really well this year. Um, 276 ISO, 450 Woba against lefties this year for Lane Thomas. So he would be my favorite play here. I'm not going out of my way to stack Washington. Um, who's the catcher? Is it is it Riley Adams? Is he still really cheap? Uh, he's up to 3,200. He's cheap enough. Um, if he catches over um, Ruiz in this spot, I really like him. Um, we're going to talk about a couple potential chalky catchers today. So I like him as a potential pivot. His numbers have been fantastic in a small sample size against left-handed pitching this year. Yeah, I, I like the Lane Thomas call. That's the, the one-off I would target. Um, Manessis is still cheap. He just hasn't had the same power that he showed last year. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Not not a stack for me either. Montgomery's a, a ground ball guy. so um, And there's just not enough talent on this Washington team. But don't mind a few pieces here and there. Yeah, I mean... There's not a, a lot of fly ball hitters in this lineup. That's the problem, right? Um, that's what you're struggling. There's a lot of hard contact here, but you're just not getting a lot of fly ball guys. So that's always like the downside of like facing a ground ball guy. You don't want you don't want ground ball on ground ball. Uh, that's like the matchup you. It's the worst matchup you can have. You know, if you're looking through like baseball reference and you're looking at like lefty righty fly ball ground ball ground ball ground ball is like the worst thing that you can get. 
Um, I don't love fly ball, fly ball either for what it's worth. Um, tend to get a lot more pop outs than you do fly balls actually going over the fence in that situation. All right, moving on. Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, eight total. Cubs, uh, 126 favorite. Stroman and Oviedo facing off against each other here. Stroman, 8,900 going up against the Pirates in a good ballpark. Um, I mean, I feel good about six innings plus. Um, the strikeouts, always kind of the concerning thing with Stroman. But, I mean, if you're looking for a quality start, I think he has to be in that conversation. Yeah, he feels like a, a very safe play today. I think you could certainly consider him for cash games. Um, I am concerned about upside in this spot. Just yeah. Pittsburgh is not a team that strikes out a bunch. Stroman is a below average, slightly below average strikeout guy. The leash has been getting extended a little bit, which is nice to see. Like for the most of the season, he was sitting right around like 85 to 90. Uh, he's been up over 100 um, in his – that was a couple starts ago against Tampa Bay, 96 in his last one. Um, I just He should be able to go out there and throw 100 regularly. We just haven't seen it a ton. I don't know. If he's low-owned, I, I will have some exposure here. Uh, if he's even 15 to 18%, I'm probably – off of it just because i'm i'm just concerned about the upside i think his upside is potentially fanduel um getting the quality start getting the win like that i think that's where his upside is but honestly they're not really giving us a huge discount on him on fanduel either like he is 10-3 on fanduel i just i'm not playing hitters against him maybe reynolds if anybody but i'm not like i'm not looking to seek Strowman's such a huge ground ball guy. His limits power. If if Strowman faces a very right-handed heavy team, he has higher strikeout upside. His strikeout rate goes way up against righties than it does against lefties. Um, I I think four or five strikeouts, six or seven innings. I, I mean, it just the upside would be. Hear me out. The upside in Strowman would be a complete game, and that's where you're getting like a more of an upside ceiling type spot. Um, and they have pulled him pitch wise really early here um, lately. So I just, I don't get to Stroman, I think today a lot, if any, but like you said, if he comes in like 5% owned, I mean, I'll, I'll chase that complete game shutout where I only have to play like 10, 15% to like double or triple the field. Um, Oviedo. I, I mean, I played Oviedo some this year and I, I do think like the Cubs team, has a lot more strikeouts in it right now. Um, I just don't know if today is the day that you're necessarily going to need him. Yeah, I don't think so either because the 7K range is so strong today. Like the Cubs are a decent strikeout matchup, like you said, but Bellinger being back is a big boost to the offense. They've been hitting a lot better. Morrell was ice cold for a while there. He's been hitting well lately. Um, they put Wisdom on the injured list who was just had been atrocious for like a month. Uh, Talkman has been hitting really well for the Cubs. So like this Cubs offense is starting to b- rebound a little bit. I don't think I'm playing Oviedo on an 11 game slate. Um, let's talk bats. Anything jumping off the board to you here for the Cubbies? Uh, Talkman's price. He's been leading off. He's 2,400. Yeah. He had like three hits or maybe even four hits on Monday night, uh, drove in several runs as well. He's going to be a chalky value option at the top of this Cubs lineup. Um, Happ and Suzuki are really cheap also. Um, Bellinger has been hitting well since coming off the IL 4,700. 
it's I think it's more of a mini stack. I don't love the ballpark, um, but it's, it, I do like the lefties here. Uh, in particular, Talkman because of the price and Bellinger because of the upside at forty seven hundred would be my two favorites. Yeah, I like the the Talkman call hitting leadoff. He's been a nice value here recently, and I mean he's actually been hitting the ball really well. So twenty four hundred yep. for a leadoff guy. And Oviedo's struggles are a lot more lefty than righty. So I love that call. Um, Can he keep it going? Who knows? But, I mean, he's definitely earned a job right now by hitting leadoff and hitting well. So I assume that he'll be back in the um, leadoff spot in this game. Pittsburgh, I really – I mean, with Reynolds being 4,900, I just – I don't have any interest in Pittsburgh in this spot. Yeah, none for me either. Stroman has been awesome in real life. He's not the best DFS pitcher in the world because of the strikeout upside, but he is a very good real-life pitcher. Gets a ballpark upgrade going into Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm not playing any Pittsburgh bats. All right, moving on. We got Oakland at Cleveland taking on the Guardians. Nine total in this game. Guardians a 240 favorite. Um, the opener situation that's been happening here lately with Waldachuk opening, Medina coming in after and then Savali pitching for Cleveland. I'm not touching this Oakland situation. I assume you're the same way. I am the same. Yeah, two bad pitchers. Um, I have no problem picking on Cleveland right now, but these guys not pitching deep, not, yeah. Savali, 7,900 against Oakland. Just, I mean, he has a little bit of upside. I just, Oakland's been a little bit better. He's not an above average pitcher, in my opinion. Um you have any interest here at 7,900? Ownership is going to be key here. This is a, a great matchup. I, I know Oakland's been hitting a little bit better here recently. They still strike out a ton. Savali is was up around 24%, if I recall, last year. He's down below 20% this season. Um, so it's it's hard to say. This, this is a very solid matchup. I think the price is okay. It's, again, it's a slate thing. And just the way that pitching is priced on this slate, I, you certainly don't need him in – a three entry max, a 20 entry tournament. Maybe I get to him 10% or something like that. Um, and it, it, I think he can be in your 150 pool, but there's a lot of options in the seven K range. Um, I, I I'm only considering it because of the matchup. Yeah. So um, I was looking at it last time he pitched and I just pulled it up again. Nothing's really changed um, for him. He's just, his strikeout rates down about 5%. Swinging strike rates down. Um, the only thing that I was like looking at this year compared to last year was he was his sinker is just not moving. Um, I don't know. It's like it's down a lot, average wise, break wise, drop wise, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just I feel like that's my biggest issue with him is is that enough not to play him? Not against Oakland. I mean. If he's going to be chalky on an 11-game slate, sure. I mean, this is an easy spot to just kind of find. There's other pitchers in this range. We already kind of talked about it. Like, um, there's other guys you can take shots on in this range. You know, we're going to talk about Verlander. Um, I am crazy and have interest in Ben Lively today. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Um, Dylan sees as bad as he's been in a really tough matchup. Like, he has a way higher ceiling, I feel like, than a guy like Savali. So, if he's going to be chalky, that is where it's like, all right, I don't have to. I mean, that's just as simple as that. I don't have to because um, this slate's awesome. So 
Let's talk bats. Oakland bats. I mean, I'll continue to say this. Ruiz is a guy. This dude has seven stolen bases over the last 10 games. He has 36 stolen bases on the season. If he gets on base, he runs. He, for some reason, I don't know the, I don't know like how the DK algorithm works. I thought at one point we all kind of knew how it works, but no one knows. They just won't price this guy up. Um, and in a matchup where Savali is not the greatest pitcher in the world, I, all I need to do is just get this guy on base one time, and I'm looking at seven to 12 points right off the bat. So, I mean, he's just too cheap. And I feel like as bad as Oakland is, you could play this guy every single day right now. Yeah, I, I love that call. Um, just the speed upside is is incredible. Um, I don't mind trying to find a home run against Savali either. Um, Noda is really cheap at 2,600. Everybody on this team is really cheap because, like, let's face it, they're not very talented. Um, but I, I don't mind, like, a, a Ruiz, Noda, Rooker type thing. I mean, they're the three most expensive hitters, but 3,200 is the most expensive one of the trio. So Seth Brown has some power too. He's 2,500. I don't want to full stack them because I don't think there's enough upside here, but I certainly don't mind three cheap pieces if you want to do that on the other side of an expensive stack. Oh yeah. They're just too cheap. I mean, just yeah. in general, the, the, all the names that you mentioned, I mean, Brown, Noda, Roker, Ruiz. Um, I, I, we put like Loriano in that conversation, but he's just, he's been running more recently, which is nice to see because this is a guy that like we really could count on for stolen bases and his upside was always there. Um, it's kind of dipped off, but like recently he's been running more. Um, Oakland's just playing, playing kind of good baseball. Um, I don't know. Cleveland bats. Great spot overall. Um, getting this matchup thoughts here. I mean, Ramirez, uh, he's going to be a guy I feel like is going to get a lot of, ch- like he's going to be pretty popular today. Good chunk. Yeah, of absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the the biggest issue here is you have the the lefty opener, and then a, a righty following behind him. I have no idea how long Waldachuk is is going to go in this game, um, and I don't like if Jimenez starts against the lefty. You know he's staying in when they go to the righty. Um, we'll see what they do with Naylor, but the platoon situation. Anytime you have this lefty starting, and we know he's not going deep, and then Medina is likely coming in behind him. It makes it a, a bit tough to stack. Ramirez with his switch hit, hit ability is obviously totally fine. Um, I, I assume that Quan and Jimenez will be in there even against the lefty. Um, it, it does just harm the upside of the stack a little bit. Um, if that lowers their ownership, though, I'm certainly interested uh, because, like I said, Waldachuk isn't going deep. We know how bad this bullpen is. There's not a ton of upside in Cleveland, but they're they're priced appropriately. Ramirez at 5,200, totally fine, and then everybody else in the, in like the 3K and 2K range. So, I think I'm fine with the full stack. Um, I, I'll be curious to see how popular they are, just because of the the Oakland situation. The stack's going to be ugly. It's going to be cheap though, um, yeah. so I don't hate it. They they hate like hate opener situations, especially this one, right? Because if your stack, okay. If your stack's going off, this what I'm about to say doesn't matter. But if your stack leaves a couple guys on base, like getting Waldachuk for three innings and Medina for five is not the perfect scenario for Oakland. You want the bullpen. We don't want bullpens every time, but Oakland's bullpen is so bad this season. You want that bullpen, man. You want to get Waldachuk. You want to hit him hard in the first. You want Medina to come in in the second, hit him hard. 
get him out by like the fifth and then you get the bullpen and that's that's how you want this game to go if you're stacking cleveland and my fear to this is they just haven't had that yet this year like the cleveland team in general just hasn't had that like knockout punch um upside this year so ramirez i mean he's still having a fantastic year they're coming off of a game on sunday where they put up 12 runs you just hope that you see that type of performance here from cleveland and that's i mean when you're stacking that's what you're hoping for anyway you're hoping for those ceiling spots yeah all right colorado at cincinnati nine and a half total in this game reds a 170 favorite we got freeland and lively facing off against each other um kyle freeland any interest here going up against the reds no thank you dude they might be the hottest team in baseball right now <laughs> they are they won nine in a row they're smashing the baseball <laughs> Sma- hey it's shocking what happens when you start calling up some of your talent which is <laughs> yeah. shocking anyway um keith i already kind of said it I'm, I'm i'm a crazy man um <laughs> I, I think Ben Lively is more talented than his numbers have shown, and I think this team is really bad. Um, that's where I'm going to start this conversation. The downside is the ballpark. The second downside is the ballpark. And the third downside is the ballpark. Um, this team's bad. They're really, really bad. Colorado, as a, in general, is just a bad offense right now. They're struggling both sides of the plate. There's a lot of strikeouts here. They're going to have a lot of righties in this lineup with some of the injuries they have right now. Um, I just, I, dude, like, I think Ben Lively is going to be 3% owned on this slate. And I don't even have to play a lot of Ben Lively today. But if you're paying for a top end stack today, you're going to want some value because you're going to want one good pitcher on most lineups. And I just, I'm looking at this matchup going, dude, this might be the guy today. I had similar thoughts when I was looking at the slate before we jumped on here. Like one of the things I always go through and look at all the strikeout rates. He's had a 23% strikeout rate. That's league average. Um, And he's 7,100. He's not priced like a a league average strikeout pitcher. He's, he's like, you look at um, like Savali for Cleveland, he's 7,900. He has a 20% strikeout rate. Lively's too cheap. And this is just as good of a matchup as Savali's. You just talked about this Colorado team. They're really bad. Um, I don't think you're crazy at all. Lively has been very solid, better than I – like I knew he had been good, but then when I was looking at his numbers pre-show, 23% strikeouts and 5% walks, is that's a really solid starting pitcher. 7,100 is too cheap for this matchup. I completely agree. And I also agree that he's going to be unowned because we have Verlander and Cease in this range. Even Savali, I think people just name recognition – they haven't seen Lively's name in a couple of years um, because he was over in Japan or KBO, one of the two. KBO. Um, yeah. So they just, I don't think anyone, anyone realizes just how good he's been. I don't think it's crazy at all. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, when he went over to the KBO, found some strikeout stuff because that was his downside. Like when he got drafted, everyone, you know, kind of said like the strikeouts were the concern. But I mean, we are now six starts in and we're looking at a, a 10% swinging strike rate. Um, and then you mentioned the 23.3% strikeout rate. So, I mean, 10% swinging strike rate against Colorado is enough for me to like make my ears perk up a little bit at set almost seven K. So I don't think he's going to go out and score 30. I just want to throw that out there right now. Um, I'm hoping for like 20 to 25 from him. And then if I can get, 25 to 30 out of my main pitcher and my stack does its thing. Cause I mean, really 
Verlander is going to be chalky. I don't care what anybody says. Verlander is it's the same matchup that Scherzer had yesterday. They have eight righties. They cannot go left-handed. Verlander, just like Scherzer, is elite against right-handed hitters. Um, so we'll talk about that here in a minute. It's um like two games away, I think. All right. Uh Cincinnati or Colorado Bats. Um I mean, so I will say this, right? If I am playing some Ben Lively, you can bet your butt that I'm going to have at least one hedge stack of Colorado. Um, Because I do think like the downside is him just getting blown up. And honestly, Ryan McMahon is too cheap on DraftKings today at 4,300. Yeah. I mean, it's the ballpark that you have interest uh, in Colorado because like, I think Lively probably is around a league average starting pitcher. Maybe he's slightly better than that. Um, this Colorado offense is below average, but going into Cincinnati, we want to play offenses here. Um, it's not like Lively is some elite pitcher. He can certainly get get beat up a little bit here. And Colorado's really cheap, like you mentioned. McMahon's still 4,300. Nolan Jones, 4K. Grichik is still real far too cheap. I know he's had a, a bit of a slow season so far um, just from a power perspective, but it's it's coming. He still will hit plenty of home runs. Um, the, the catchers, like they've been DHing Alfaro and playing Diaz together, both of them homered on Monday night. Um, so talented catcher, if you can fill the catcher position with this stack. Um, so I'll, I'll stack them up to also just because of the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, Diaz, Diaz, McMahon, Jones, like a little three man stack would be like my preferred, but I'll, I'll probably have a five man stack just because of just because like I am going to play Ben Lightly. Um, the only way I don't get lively if for some reason like lively is popular and Verlander is not, but I I mean, my initial thoughts for doing this for so long is we're going to have pretty decent ownership here on Verlander today. Yeah. Especially since Scherzer just went out there and smashed. Yeah. Pitch. Great. Got a strikeout prop. All right. Reds, dude. I love the Reds again today. Um, I, I mean, we, we kind of talked about it yesterday. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. Kevin Newman hit a home run today. Like, <laughs> I mean, chalky Kevin Newman going yard is always fun. Um, I mean, it's an 11 game slate. Ownership should be down a little bit in this spot, but Kevin Newman was 21% owned yesterday and he gets another lefty. Gomber, one of the worst pitchers in baseball. I'll keep saying it. Freeland is a low strikeout guy, too. He just does a better job of keeping the ball on the ground um, against yeah. lefties anyway. I mean, it's almost the identical spot for the Reds. Yeah, I mean, they're they're one of the top offenses on the slate. It's a fantastic ballpark. Freeland, very low strikeouts. Um, I mean, this is a guy we pick on in Coors all the time. This is probably the second best hitters park. I mean, at least from a home run perspective, it's way up there as far as hitters parks go. And the Cincinnati offense is just good now. Um, Votto being back lengthens the lineup. He may get the day off um, two lefties in a row um, after missing so much time. Um, but that's, I mean, even if he does, there's still plenty of of guys to stack with. You've got De La Cruz, McLean, Steer, India, Senzel. Like, this is just a deep, deep lineup now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they're one of the top stacks on the slate. Um, I mean, I got nothing else to add with this lineup, getting this talent, Joey Votto being back. Um, good to see him get a home run, you know, good to see him back. Um, as long as he's not choke up Votto, 
I mean, any OG listener to the podcast knows how much <laughs> I hated on this guy. And rightfully so. You're never playing a guy in DFS that's choking up with two strikes. Like, get <laughs> off of my team. But he's changed his approach, and uh, good to see him back. Such a good, like, fan favorite, dude. Um, it's good for Cincinnati to have, like, a. he's like a veteran leader now, right? You got all these young guys. Votto being yep. in the lineup helps. All right, Boston at Minnesota. Uh, eight and a half total in this game. Twins, a 135 favorite. Cutter Crawford against Bailey Ober. Um, Crawford not pitching deep. He did go 80 pitches last time out. But, I mean, as soon as they kind of extend this guy, he starts walking. Um, starts walking people and stuff. I Just even at this $5,400 price tag against a team that's been struggling, I, I can't do it. On a different slate, I would have interest in this in this spot at with him at this price, just because there, there are strikeouts in this Minnesota lineup, a lot of strikeouts. Um, Crawford went up to 80 pitches. I think he has a chance to go 90 in this one. There's just, there's so much value in the seven K range. Like we were just talking about Ben lively. There's still several more. We're going to talk about. I don't think we need it on this slate. Um, yeah. I mean, over 9,200, Red Sox, as bad as like they've been, they still don't strike out a ton. Um, that's always my my biggest concern. It was my biggest concern with Pablo Lopez yesterday is just like not being able to go out and dominate this team. Um, you look at the season numbers, the Red Sox are one of the hardest teams to, to, to face in baseball. They're one of the, also like one of the hottest like hot cold teams in baseball too. With Ober's price, I feel like it's really easy today just to say I don't need to play this guy. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, just if you compare his numbers uh, to Lively, who we just talked about, uh, Ober's at twenty four percent strikeouts and six percent walks. Lively was at twenty three percent and five percent walks. There's a two thousand dollar price savings by going down to Lively, and he has a much better matchup. Like, there's just there's no reason to spend up to ninety two hundred for Bailey Ober. I'm not stacking. I probably don't stack against him. I might though. Like Red Sox on the road, he gives up a ton of hard contact. Again, you look at this team and like Duran has good numbers, Verdugo has good numbers, Devers has good numbers, Yoshida has good numbers. Um, it was good to see Cassis hit a home run yesterday, or if you're listening to this podcast tonight. Um, I just the Red Sox need like one or two big bats in this lineup to be a completely different lineup, but I mean I, I don't mind the stack. Probably not my favorite. If I'm playing 150, I probably stack them. You know, you're getting them on the road. What are your thoughts on the Red Sox? Uh, if they were cheaper, I would have a lot more interest. They're they're priced up there pretty much. I mean, Devers, I certainly want to have some exposure to him. Um, Ober has fixed his lefty issues a little bit, but he, they're still there. Um, so great spot for Devers and Yoshida, but they're both priced way up there. Um Verdugo at forty seven hundred would be my my next look, and Duran is is cheap at thirty five hundred. I don't know if I get to the full stack because of the pricing here, but I certainly have some interest in chasing power. Um, and with Duran being cheap, I think you can find a three man here too. Um, Minnesota bats, anything standing out to you? Um, a Gallo still cheap, tons of power. Um, probably not a stack for me. Just because they're man, they strike out so much. They they just haven't been great, but they are cheap. Um, again, I think this is another secondary stack situation. 
Uh, Kepler's 3K, Kirilov is 3,200, uh, Gallo 3,800. So plenty of cheap bats. Throw them with Buxton, and I think you have a nice little three men there. Um, One other name I want to throw. I agree with everything you said, but one other name I want to throw out there for Minnesota. Um, hold on. I'm trying to find his price really quick. Uh, is Julian. He's 3,100. He's been hitting like he, – he hits leadoff sometimes, and he's been hitting um, second a lot too, but – you know, he's 3,100. He has some pop, so I, I don't mind this. Uh, I think he has, like, 10 extra base hits and 85 at-bats so far. Um, so, Cutter Crawford is a very hittable guy. So, I, I don't mind, you know, paying down and using, like you said, hey, I'll take Julian, I'll take Gallo, and then I'll get Buxton or something as, like, a little three-man stack. Um, you mentioned a bunch of the guys I was going to mention, so I don't have to get into it too much. But, yeah, I think Minnesota, definitely a – like secondary stack, you could talk me onto a full stack from Minnesota today. I'm not a huge Cutter Crawford fan. Arizona at Milwaukee, Nelson and Ray facing off against each other here. Um, let's talk Brewers first. They're a 122 favorite in this nine total. Any interest here in, or not Brewers? Ryan Nelson going up. I forget it's opposite. They're they're on the road. Ryan Nelson at 5,200. Any interest here against Milwaukee? Again, I don't think that we need to do it on this slate. Um, like, if you want to save money, you can pay two seven, play two 7K pitchers pretty easily and then pretty much do whatever you want with your bats. I don't think we need to go down to this range. I'm not scared of Milwaukee necessarily. They strike out plenty, but Ryan Nelson has a less than a 15% strikeout rate on the season. Like, where where's the upside coming from? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I like the matchup. I do. Um, it was one of the reasons that I was so high on Kelly yesterday. He crushed, by the way. Absolutely crushed. Um, I like the matchup. Don't love the pitcher. And, I mean, I've been saying this about Nelson all year. He's cheap. Ray, uh, he's one of the guys I definitely want to pick on in this slate. I'm not playing him. Yeah, no chance I'm playing him. This Arizona offense is incredible you saw what they did i know corbin burns has struggled this year but he's he got absolutely beat up by them like arizona is patient they don't strike out they're just a they're a really tough matchup um let's talk bats i love arizona on the road here getting that guaranteed nine at bats um i mean this is this is a stack that i'm going to prioritize today yeah i'm right there with you uh like between them and Texas, I, they're, they're the two surprising offenses of the season, I would say. Arizona has to be considered among elite of the elite. Uh, Corbin Carroll has been incredible. Walker has a ton of power. Uh, Marte is a really solid all-around hitter. And then you have some value in here as well. Perdomo, um, Smith, catchers are cheap. Moreno is 2,900 still. Uh, McCarthy is a speed guy, 2,800. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm certainly not afraid of Colin Ray. I think this Arizona offense is outstanding. Um, I agree with you. I, I love this stack today. 
I mean, you're not going to talk me off of any of these guys today. Um, I absolutely love, 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 love the spot um, in this one. I Looking at the Milwaukee side, I don't typically play Milwaukee, but, I mean, I like I like Tellus a lot. You could talk me into um, Adamus. You could probably talk me into Yelich here. You know, I don't love the matchup, but I think that, like, I definitely prefer the lefties against Nelson than the righties. Um, his walk rate, his strikeout rate is under 10% against lefties this year. It's just such a low strikeout rate in general. You could talk me into a mini stack from Milwaukee, maybe even a full stack. I could see myself like doing like a four, four game stack and just saying, Hey, this game's going to be really high scoring type of stack. But um, Nelson is a guy that I love to pick on. Uh, he's a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. He really struggles with lefties. Rowdy Tellis is probably a guy that you're like circling for like a home run type of upside play today. Yeah, I absolutely love that. The Tellis call. Um, Yelich has been, sort of rebounding on the power um his price is coming up with with that increase in power though as well um i i'm on board with the full stack like i just talked about nelson's strikeout rate like he's just not not getting anybody to swing and miss so stack is certainly in play i jesse winker is still 2700 i'm probably just going to keep chasing that guy um don't know if he has it anymore or not, but it, at 2,700, I think I can still throw him in a lineup, especially against a pitcher that just isn't going to strike anybody out. All right, before we move on to the Texas-Chicago game, this is why one of the things that I love about doing the show live um, is because if something drops, I don't I don't watch or pay attention to Twitter or anything during the show. And had we not had um, YouTube chat going right now, I wouldn't even have saw this until after the podcast – Freeland not starting for the Rockies and they're calling Noah Davis back up to pitch. Freeland's dealing with a virus could potentially pitch Wednesday. Davis going to get called up and pitch here. Um, swinging strike rate still way down. You know, this is a guy that I think he had one, like one inning last year. He's pitched a little bit this year. He's really struggled. Um, does it change your thought process? I, I still don't think we're playing him, right? I, I don't think I have interest in Noah Davis. Um, no. because of just how hot this team has been. Does it change your thought process at all really quick on the Reds? And then we'll move on. I'm still interested. Um, I would say it it actually raises their ceiling a little bit. Like Freeland does a decent job of keeping the ball on the ground. Um, I'm looking at, at Dave, Davis has kept the ball on the ground as well. Um, but he has been m- much more um, susceptible to blowing up just because his walks, he's a young pitcher. Like just he's not as as refined of a pitcher as Freeland is. Um, I think he could certainly have a decent game here, but I could also see the Reds just destroying him. Um, it's it's still a great ballpark. I'm still very interested in the Reds. Obviously, it it turns the um the handedness now around. So now you're, we're gonna have guys like um Fraley that we want to talk about. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz jumps like McLean and Steer for me, where McLean and Steer are awesome against lefties. Um, I, I definitely prefer the left-handed bats here now. That's that's pretty much the only thing that changes is just who I'm targeting more than the others. I still think all every, every hitter in the lineup is in play. Yeah, I mean, it definitely – I think it helps. Um, I don't think Newman hits leadoff in this spot. I, de- right. I mean, it, he, yeah. he takes it – I think he takes the biggest hit for me um overall if he's even in the lineup so the he would be the jumps guy. way up for me if he if he's in there 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think Newman is the biggest hit in this spot. Um, McLean's hit righty's good. India, you're not really worried about lefty righty. Cruz, Dela Cruz is actually hitting righties way better. Um, yep. We knew he had more power from the left side of the plate. Steer has plenty of power. It's, I mean, it definitely gives a bump to a guy like Joey Votto. So, I mean, yeah, it changes a little bit, but I mean, it, it does it really matter that Kevin Newman is not going to be chalky anymore? Um, I mean, I feel better about that. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, um, I, I don't think it changes my thoughts. Noah Davis isn't like a huge prospect or anything. He was drafted by the Reds in um, 2019, 2018. So some revenge, I guess, but um, not a huge prospect. He's a sinker guy. So if you really want to like dig into, I'm not doing it right this second, but if you really want to dig into like how this team hits sinkers, um, it's all going to be a pretty small sample size. They're a very young offense. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that is the only thing that I would say. He's a guy that relies on a sinker a lot in AAA this year. All right, just wanted to circle back. Thank you who posted that. Um, Hero non-zero. Thank you. Texas at Chicago taking on the White Sox. No total in this game um, for some odd reason. Eovaldi and C's facing off against each other in this one. Um, I know there was a lineup for this game, and I think they pulled it down, which is always scary. Um, but, yeah, let's talk Eovaldi first going up against the White Sox. Thoughts on him in the spot? He's expensive. Uh, but, man, the guy has the best leash in baseball probably at this point. Back over 100 pitches last start, uh, make that two in a row for him. He's He's been regularly hitting 100 pitches, going super deep into games. He's not an elite strikeout pitcher. He's just slightly above average. So 11,000 feels like a lot to pay for him. Not scared of the White Sox, so um, 25.5% strikeout rate. So just, I mean, slightly above league average for Eovaldi. But that the leash raises his ceiling. He, he's probably going to go seven innings here. If he can get you seven or eight Ks and go clean, I think he has a chance to pay off that 11K price tag. Um, I'll be curious to see what his ownership looks like because I think there are pitchers that are underpriced on this slate, and I would say he's probably a 500 overpriced or so. Hate the price, love the spot. Yeah. Um, we've uh, we've talked about. I mean, here I don't I don't know how many games we're through, but we've talked about plenty of value hitting wise today. I think that there's enough value that Eovaldi works today. Um, I mean, you have to love like how deep he goes into games. Um, the upside that he gives you with his 105 to 115 pitches. Um, you love that. I mean, he's a guy that like legit has complete game upside because of his pitch count and the ability he has. Um, I don't hate the matchup. I don't love the matchup. They're getting healthier. They're hitting a little bit better. They walk very seldom. He's not a huge walk guy. I just, I mean, this is a spot where he's been struggling with command a little bit. This could be a get right spot and he could have a big game here. So he's playable for me. Is he like single entry, three entry max playable? He's really like borderline close. I prefer right now. I think I still prefer Cole. Um, if I was going to pay up for one of these two guys, because I mean, Cole's strikeout matchup is just so phenomenal. All right, other side of this game, Dylan Cease, um, I think he's been the most tilting pitcher in baseball this year <laughs> because, I mean, 
right like I, I stacked the Dodgers everywhere his last start and I was like all right here we go he's been pitching terrible <laughs> 10 strikeouts um good for him I root for Dylan Sees. He's a disc golfer. He owns a disc golf course about an hour from my house that he's renovating, and I can't wait to play it. Um, I root for Dylan Sees. I want to see him pitch better. Um, he got the Miami start. He looked a little bit better. It was Miami. Having come out and throw a really good game against the Dodgers is really intriguing. Um, tough, tough matchup, but, dude, the price. I can't get over this price. <laughs> Neither can I. Um, if he was 9K in this matchup, we'd have something to think about. But this is a guy who's yeah. coming off a 10 strikeout performance against the Dodgers, and he's now he's 7,700. I oh man, like Texas is, is an awesome offense. I I truly believe that. He doesn't need to be perfect in this matchup, though. Um, like 7,700 is like you can pay up for Evaldi or Cole and pair Cease with them, and then you still have plenty of money left like he doesn't need to give you much more than 20 in this spot. And this is a guy who's, who finished second in the side, the AL Cy Young race last year and had a strikeout rate well above 30%. He has not been that guy until his last start. Um, but we know that type of talent is in there. Like his slider and curveball combination are just filthy. If he's got it figured out, which he appeared to in his last start, it doesn't matter what the matchup is. He's he's always playable. This is a guy we paid 10K for many times in the past. Yeah, I mean, his biggest thing this year has been the struggles against lefties. Like that is when you're looking at like side by side, you know, or up and down, depending on the site you're looking at. If you're looking at like last year and this year, his biggest downside this year has been the lefties. You know, his strikeout rates down, his swinging strike rates down, his walk rate is up. His numbers against righties really haven't changed. So Josh Jung, Garcia, Marcus Simeon, I'm taking out some of the big bats in this lineup, and I'm I'm hoping that he just kind of gets around like Lowe and Seager um, just in general. So, I mean, the price. The price. The ceiling is too high. The, the ceiling is too high. This is, like you said, a guy that, like, legitly had a chance to win the Cy Young last year. Um, he's just too cheap. Bats, you could bet your butt, even in a 20-inch max, I will have at least one Texas stack. Um, no doubt about it, when Dylan Cease has been off this year, he's been awful. Um, so I have no issues running a stack out there. He still hasn't been giving up a ton of home runs, but we've seen him multiple times this year throw like four or five innings, and then you're getting into a bullpen Texas is really good. Um, I will definitely, even in a 20 inch max, have at least one or two stacks of Texas today. Yeah, I, I certainly don't mind that. Um, they're expensive. I, I love the lefties. Like, I think you could hunt for, like, I know you said he hasn't been giving up home runs, and you're right, but um, the Sox, White Sox Park is uh, one of the better home run parks in baseball. And Texas has pl- some left handed power that I certainly don't mind chasing. Uh, low would be my my first target there um, just because he's 2000 cheaper than Seager. You can chase a home run from Seager if you want, but you probably need a little bit more than just a solo home run. Um, but yeah, the, the stack overall, because he does have that walk issue still, even when he was an elite pitcher, he had walk problems. Um, walk rates above 10%. He can certainly walk three or four or five guys in, in four innings exit early. And then you have a bad white Sox bullpen behind him. Um, for your, your Texas stack to continue to go nuts on. So 
I, I certainly love Cease at this price, but I certainly will play Texas against him in a couple lineups also. White Sox. I don't have as much interest in like a, a White Sox deck um, where I just Eovaldi. I mean, he's another guy that gives up home runs, I guess. Like he can give up home runs in bunches. We've seen that in the past. Um, so maybe you're home run hunting here. I just, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I I don't think I'm targeting anything here against Eovaldi. He's he's just been so, so good this season. Um, the White Sox are cheap is the, the only reason I'd, I'd even consider it, but I'm, I'm probably passing on White Sox bats today. All right, we're cruising along. That's what we do. We get through these games as fast and as efficient as possible. Mets and Astros, seven total. I'm shocked. Um, this game's at a seven total, by the way. I really thought we were going to get the rare six and a half when I was looking at the slate, but it's at seven. Uh, Astros are 145 favorite. Valdez and Verlander. Justin Verlander going back to Houston, getting a right-handed heavy team at 7,300. Uh, we've kind of hinted at it multiple times. Um, dude, he's just too cheap. He's just too cheap. Um, you know, we were saying about C's, but like he's just too cheap. Tough matchup overall. But, I mean, this is a guy that for years and years and years, it's just he's dominated at the major league level. He struggled a little bit this year. The downside is his struggles this year, the strikeout rates being down. He's too cheap. He can give you five innings and five Ks and pay off 7,300. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he's way too cheap. Like, he's a, he, went, he was over 100 pitches his last time out. He's still got solid stuff in there. I know his Ks have been way down this season. But I would I would venture a guess that he's still an above average strikeout pitcher. He has not shown that he's twenty one percent on the season, um, but I think he lands more around twenty five percent once once this year is over with. And this Houston lineup without Jordan Alvarez is just not nearly as scary. Um, that they, they can't get left handed on him. It's we just saw Max Scherzer dominate this this Houston team. Um, I think he's going to be extremely chalky. Um, if Scherzer would have, would have struggled a little bit, I think you could make the argument that people would be like, oh, Verlander and Scherzer are washed. Now that people saw Scherzer do that, I think they're going to be, feel really comfortable playing Verlander here. I mean, even even for a 21% strikeout pitcher, like with a pitcher with his leash, he's still 2,000 underpriced. Um, it, and that's if you're buying into the low strikeout rate. Personally, I think there's a little more strikeout upside in there. He's just, he's way too cheap. I don't, I don't even know how I fade him or – like go go underweight at this point because even if he doesn't go out there and put up eight strikeouts, I still think he has a chance to be useful at seventy three hundred. I don't have much else to add. Um, velocity is down a tick. It's it's really it's a tick. Um, he's averaging ninety four point four. He was at ninety five last year. It's down a tick. Um, it's not it's not enough where I feel like the strikeouts should be as low as they are. Um, the biggest thing for him this year has been the slider. The slider is just not um, doing as well as it has been in years past. So, I mean, that's the that biggest thing. But, I mean, Prime Verlander was a 94 to 95 monitor fat, like, pitcher, and he's living in the 94 range this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Verlander at this price. And uh, you, you have to think, dude, he's going – into this game and he's going to have a little bit of more of adrenaline going into Houston. Yeah. I mean, I can't, 
I don't think he has he been back since leaving. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think so. I he left last year, right? Like he was with Houston yeah. last year. Yeah. So I don't think so. Yeah. But he was with Houston from 17 to 22, right? I think. And then he That's, was yeah, sounds year. right. Definitely won at least a uh, World Series with him. Like anytime you yeah. win a World Series for it, he's going to get a massive motivation as soon as he walks out to the mound. Oh, fan favorite. No yeah. doubt. Fan favorite. It's going to be like pitching a home game for him. Yeah. Um, Valdez, other side of this game, 10 2. We know what we're getting um, out of Valdez. He's just going to go out and he's going to throw an excellent start. That's what he does. Um, Mets worse against lefties than they have been against righties this year. Don't know if it's necessarily like way worse. Um, what are we doing with Valdez here? It's tough because I think you have Cole with more upside for just a, a little bit more. Um, Cole was 10-9. Valdez is 10-2, so 700 difference. You've got a lead upside in the 7K range. Valdez is an awesome pitcher, but the Mets are not a team I like to pick on, uh, especially with Pete Alonso back now. I don't know if, if he's it's kind of like Stroman. Like, I think he's a great pitcher. I think he has a, a solid chance to go out and have a, a, a nice, long, clean start even. Um, and I, I just don't know that that's enough because there's not elite strikeout upside here. He's priced appropriately. It's, it's dependent upon ownership, whether I get to him today or not. Seen a like a, a bigger tick in like his strikeout rate dropping a little bit, which is, I mean, really concerning for me because that was like the thing that like was really standing out to me. Like he's, he's just strikeout number in my opinion, uh, I mean, is still too high for his swinging strikes. Like he's still a guy that generates um, swinging strikes in that like 10 to like 10 and a half percent range, 11% of the season, but more realistically like 10 and a half. Um, and, and like a, a 27% K rate is just not sustainable um, with that swinging strike rate. So here, I'll, I'll throw a curveball at you real quick, Keith. Um, if you had to rank Yavaldi, Cole, Kershaw, and Valdez ceiling, we don't do cash games here, ceiling, um, how would you rank them ceiling-wise? Cole would be number one. Um, I think I would go... Kershaw, Valdez, and Neovaldi. See, that's fair. I have Kershaw at two behind Cole and then Eovaldi three ahead of uh, Valdez. Um, I, I think that's kind of where – I just think that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I mean, the Mets offense can be bad. Yeah, I'm not running to play bats in this game. Um, let's talk no. about bats. Anything on the Mets side that's like jumping off the page to you here? No, I mean, Valdez is one of the toughest guys to stack against because of his ground ball rate. He can get into trouble with walks at times, but then he, he'll throw the ground ball to get the double play. So I don't, I don't think so. Not nothing on the Mets side for me. Do you believe in this like Francisco Lindor, like just like selling out for this launch angle stuff? Um, he has a 44% fly ball rate against lefties this year, and he's at 13 home runs on the year already. Like, um, You don't think of Francisco Lindor as like a power guy, but, I mean, he's having a good home run season. I don't think against Valdez I would do it, but it was just something that like I read that I thought was super interesting overall, um, just to keep in your back of your mind for Lindor. And then Houston Bats um, here against Verlander. I don't know, man. Um Te- Texas, 
I, I don't know. Uh, the, the question in chat is really interesting. Derek posed the question in a 20 entry max. Would you have at least, would you have a Houston stack? And they might be too slim for me in a 20 entry max, but if I'm playing 150, I think I would get some exposure to a Houston stack. Yeah, I th- I think Verlander is going to be chalky enough. That that's the reason you. Oh would do yeah, it. I is mean it, that is, that aspect. Yeah, if Verlander comes Leverage. in forty percent, I I think I would have a, a Met stack in a twenty entry. Yeah, see, didn't process the leverage, but the potential leverage spot makes the Houston stack playable. Yeah. Um, do I love it? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm way more on Verlander in this spot, but the leverage. You know, we're gonna see a guy push thirty to forty percent ownership on a on an eleven game slate. Yeah, I would be shocked if he comes in under thirty percent in the whatever the name of the twenty inch max is now on DK. Yeah, uh, the only reason is because Cease is is similarly priced, so maybe they eat into each other's ownership a little bit. Like, I don't think many people will play Cease and Verlander together. I think they'll go up to Cole and then spend down for for one of Cease and Verlander, but, but we'll have to see. And this is a both sides thing. Verlander's 8,200 on FanDuel today. I, I think he's really popular on both sides today. Crazy. All right. San Diego at San Francisco. No total in this game because it sounds like Lugo will be activated off the IL to pitch here. Um, so we'll see Seth Lugo coming out pitching. Um, Descafani on the other side. Any interest at Lugo at 7,500 here? He's had a really good season, or he was having a decent season before he went on the IL, but he did not go out on a rehab assignment. So he. It wasn't an arm injury, for what it's worth. It was like a strained calf muscle. And you can do, you can do bullpens and stuff and light, like long toss. Coming from a pitcher's perspective, you can, you can still maintain a pretty decent, like he was in the like 95 to hundred range. I wouldn't be shocked if he throws 90 pitches in this game. He did throw a um, like simulated game with batters, like in practice. I would be, I would be shocked if he doesn't throw 90 pitches in this game. I will be shocked if he does throw 90 pitches. All right. <laughs> I I mean, I, I think he's stretched out still plenty, but I put it more, I put the over under more like 80. I, just, I think they're going to be cautious a little bit with him. I mean, I'm this is- sad that Ryan Weathers got demoted. Um, that, that's just, it's a sad day. Because <laughs> you wanted to stack San Francisco? Dude, no, I just, I mean, <laughs> it's been a stack all year against Weathers, but yeah. I, I think Lugo, for what it's worth, I think he's super interesting in this spot. It's kind of what I was getting at. Um, because he has actually, like, shockingly been he was awful last year he's been shockingly good this year yeah my concern is like it, it it's still like his advanced numbers say he shouldn't be pitching this good um and that that's like my biggest concern but he's had like this reverse split strikeout rate this year um which makes it super interesting because they're gonna throw i mean the giants are like the most like platoon team in the world when it comes to lefty righty and I was looking at it, Keith, um, he, he really hasn't changed anything. So like, are we just going to see like big regression here? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 
I'd have to look in. The, so you looked into like the pitch mix, and he's not doing anything different. He hasn't from changed anything. Year. He's still. Yeah, that's. He relies heavily on his fastball curveball combination against lefties. He's been throwing a sinker a lot less against lefties this year, and really just kind of using it against righties. So he's really been like a two pitch guy against lefties this year, um, barely working in the sinker. And I mean, his ex woba numbers are really high. Um, so I mean that that's always super concerning to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm certainly not playing him in this spot. I, his curveball, for what it's worth, even last year, his curveball's elite. I mean, for years now, like yep. top top like five percent of baseball right? curveball. Yeah, his his vertical movement on his curveball, top five percent in baseball, probably top two percent. Um, every year now since like 2019, like elite curveball when he was drafted in 2016, it was the thing that we talked about all the time. Big, 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 big curveball guy. So I don't know. Um, man, you have me concerned about the pitch count. I really like in my head thought we would see 90 pitches here. I mean, he, he had a very strong leash before he, Dude, he, he got pitched injured, 93 but... pitches in the first game of the season this year. Yeah. But he has not thrown. It's he's been out for a month, and I completely agree. He's been throwing on the side. I don't think. I don't know. It, it's concerning that he missed a month and did not throw and hasn't thrown in a game in that yeah. entire time. All if right. It, so if I had seen one rehab start, yeah, where he threw seventy-five pitches, I would completely agree. Ninety was is where what you're what he's doing today. Coming into um, and everybody in chat saying jelly bean bet. If Keith gave me like 80, I would do a jelly bean bet because I really do think he'll go at least 80. But um, uh, so coming into the podcast, my thought process was Lugo lively pivot off of Verlander and cease would be like, that was my mindset. And honestly, I, I think like that's still kind of my mindset. Um I don't love Lugo as much. Like it, it makes me like lively a little bit more. Um, but I mean, those are the two guys that I'm going to be looking to pivot off of Verlander. I'm not fading Verlander by any means. Um, even if he is chalky, I think that those would be my two favorite pivots still. Um, Descafani on the other side of this game, we're starting to see Descafani regress. Like we said, it would, um, any thoughts here on Descafani? Uh, no chance I'm playing him against San Diego. San Diego is finally hitting like the, the elite offense that they were supposed to be. Yeah, um, yeah no, no chance I'm playing Descalvani. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love it at all. Like the, his numbers scream regression so much. And if you look at his last like month stats, it's just been terrible. Juan Soto, two home run game already here on Monday night. Um, nope, 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 nope. I love the Padres stack. They were really low. I was just looking at like the Padres team that I had moving up the tournament. And like, I'm shocked a little bit by their ownership on a seven game slate. I think they potentially fly under the radar again here. Like these West coast games, man, people hate playing these games. It's so interesting. Yeah. San Diego is one of my, my favorite stacks on the entire slate. The Sclavani gives up home runs. The San Diego team is, is on fire. Um, just such a long lineup. Even if they are a popular team, like there's there's nine solid hitters here, so you can you can do different things, like play a couple at the bottom of the order, and just get different. I, they're expensive enough. I don't think they're going to be super chalky. I think the Reds will come in with with more ownership. Um, like San Diego will be top five. Don't get me wrong, 
but I, I don't think they're going to be like massive chalk or anything. We've, we've got a ton of games. People love playing uh, games in Great American Ballpark. So love San Diego. Giants bats against Lugo. Um, any interest here? No, they they platoon so much. I think Lugo. I I'm buying into what Lugo is doing. It's the pitch count's the only concern here. Um, I would have interest in Lugo if I if I knew he was getting 90 pitches. So I'm not necessarily trying to pick on him. Um, yeah, I mean, it, San Francisco's not that cheap either. Like when they when they were cheap, it was. I was fine using them, and if a guy got yanked after three at bats, it was, it was, it is, it was whatever. Um, but now that you, like Peterson's up to forty six hundred, which is pretty much his full price. Wade is expensive. Uh, Quinforto's over four four K now. Um, Yaz is still cheap, but enough respect for Lugo. I don't love the San Francisco San Francisco stack. If I do end up playing some Lugo, I wouldn't be shocked if I like um, end up with like a one or two type of stack. Like I, I like to hedge, and this is why I don't do a lot of twenty inch max. I hedge way too much. So I just looked it up to just to see what Cardi had, and I'm sure this is untouched. And like Cardi will very obviously, raw. yeah, very yes, raw. But he has him at sixty pitches, Lugo. Oh, can I have the over on that? <laughs> I said eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah, and and like obviously when Cardi like well, does the actual projections, he will have all the information, and and that's certainly yeah. not a solid number, but very, that's just what's wrong. in there right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's when you're looking at projection models, don't look at that stuff until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I I instantly when you said that I instantly went on Prize Picks because they do have like the fantasy pick'em plays where they do like pitchers pitches and I was like, oh baby, let me get that up here the night before. <laughs> um, I'll be looking for that tomorrow. Sixty, I take the over. Yep. All right, we finish it out in L.A. We got Dodgers and Angels in L.A. facing off against each other. Do they have a cool name? Is it just like the Battle of the Sunshine? It's um, the Freeway Series, I think. Freeway Series. Okay, I think so. Because New York right. is subway, I think subway LA is series. freeway. Oh yeah, I mean you can't drive on the freeway, so it should be a battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's been so many times I've been in LA where you just you're bumper to bumper, and I live in Florida, and I'm I mean traffic is awful here. But eight and a half total, Kershaw 155 favorite here. Uh, Detmers and Kershaw facing off against each other. Let's talk Clayton Kershaw here. Once you get past the top half of this lineup, it's a beatable lineup. Um, Kershaw, elite pitcher. Still in this day and age, still elite pitcher. Talk to me. What are your thoughts here on Clayton Kershaw? Yeah, I mean, I I think he's my second favorite spend up on the slate behind Cole. Um, I like the matchup against LA is is not ideal. They are better against lefties, but Kershaw like matchup doesn't really matter for him. Um, Ten five is a perfectly fine price. Plenty of upside there. Like I was con concerned the strikeouts were going to fall off a little bit but he's been incredible right back up around 30 percent 20 29.3 on the season walk rate is still incredible at 6.3 percent um yeah i don't have anything bad to say just the angels line up a little bit better against lefties but kershaw's not a guy i'm concerned about matchup with um Detmer's other side of this game, 6,900. He's actually been pitching really solid. Um, His strikeouts he, are way up. 
Yeah, I mean, he's another guy that you could potentially add in the mix. Like, if Lugo is someone, like, if we get, like, an announcement, like, he's going to be limited, um, maybe this is another guy you, like, because, listen, my, my whole thought process is Verlander is going to be chalk. Who can we pivot off of? If Verlander scores, like, 15 and my guy scores 22, you're beating. You're so far ahead of the field in that scenario. Um so, I mean, his strikeout rate being up so high is super concerning. Um, his whiff rate is up 10% with his slider this year. That's concerning. His whiff rate is down way up, way, way down on his fastball. Uh, curveball is like his, his curveball, like slider combo is like his go-to. Um, I mean, it's concerning Keith, but like when we're looking at like his movement from, um, like up down type of movement and side to side movement on these two pitches. Like they've been elite. I mean, they're, they're, they're elite. So can it continue? I mean, looking at the numbers and this whiff rates until this stuff starts to drop, I, I think the answer to that question is yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying that Detmers is having a bit of a breakout, like even spring training noise around him was that he was on the verge, like the stuff had taken a leap forward where all reports out of angels camp, um, this spring. So I'm, I'm completely buying the uptick and stuff. And I think he's a viable pivot to, to Verlander. Um, I prefer lively just because of the matchup. Um, the Dodgers are, are a really good offense. I think that is in play though, uh, even against the Dodgers. Um, like I said, I, I prefer lively, but you, you could talk me into some Detmers too. Don't forget like, a couple of years ago, this was one of the top prospects in baseball. 2021. Yeah. Um, so, like, don't forget that, like, at one point, like, this dude was expected to be this good. Um, like, hold on. I'm going to pull it up really quick. I think it was 2021. Yeah. So, like, the same year of, like, 2021 prospects were, like, Wander Franco, Rutschman, Kalenic, Rodriguez, um, Mackenzie Gore, Bobby Witt Jr. Like in that same class, he was a top 100 prospect. So like the talent is there. We were all just kind of waiting for it to show up. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really interesting when you're looking at it and like where he's progressed. He's super, he's super young still, right? Like he's not, I think yeah. he's like 24, 25. 10th so. overall pick in 2020. He's 23 years yeah. old, about to turn 23. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um Man, I, I kind of like this. If I need to get off a of Lugo, I might play him either way. Like this is shaping up as like a slate where I'm just might say, like tournament mindset. I might just go, you know, Verlander is going to be like 40 percent. Maybe I fade him, and just I mean, it's really and it's a twenty inch max. It's it's that that's the perfect type of tournament to do it. Um, whether like if you're a low stakes player. And you're, I, I talk about this in NASCAR all the time. So if you're a NASCAR subscriber, you probably heard this many, many times from me, but like building out. So like, all right, I build my main script in like the $4, 20 inch max. I really like where I'm at. Verlander's chalk. Well, I'm going to use that like $1. If they still have it, I can't see it. But if they have that $1, 20 inch max, like they used to, I'm going to fade Verlander in that contest. And I'm going to get overweight on some of these other guys. Um, it, it's a strategy that I don't feel like enough people talk about, but um it's really shaping up as we have some pitching on the slate. We really do. Definitely. Um, someone in chat just said they wrote down 13 pitchers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. narrowing down pitchers is going to be fun today. Yeah. Plenty of bats still though, too. All right. Um, Dodgers bats, you know, obviously Mookie, Will Smith, JD Martinez, 
but after that, I mean, it kind of gets rough. Um, and one, of, I mean, Taylor's cheap. But that's one of the reasons that like maybe this is a spot we could take shots. You know, I'm not a I'm not a Rojas fan. I know a lot of people like to play him. He has zero home runs on the season. He's an on base guy. He can put up double digit fantasy points. It's just he's not my favorite type of play. Yeah, I, Vargas is the one that I, I just there's more power and speed upside with Vargas. Um, I know he's not quite as cheap as Rojas, um, but as far as value goes, thirty one hundred. I I don't mind him in a stack, but I agree with you. I don't love playing Rojas either. Um, I'm not sure how much I stack. Like this is an exp- the most expensive st- stack on the slate probably, and and we're both buying what Detmers is doing this season. So I don't necessarily love the Dodgers. I might find one stack of them, but I would much rather spend money on San Diego than than the Dodgers. Again, like looking at this dude's advanced stats because I just pulled it up again. And I was looking at it. Um, his advanced stats are no joke. Um, I mean, might be time to jump on board. Uh, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Angels. I mean, Mike Trout is so expensive against Kershaw. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, no no interest. Kershaw is elite. Um, Renfro for a cheap home run, maybe, but not something I'll do a ton of. So really quickly pulled up Mike Trout, four for 20 with a home run um, and 23 plate appearances against Kershaw. Two extra base hits, six strikeouts. If you believe in the BVP thing, <laughs> I like I it. Think... I, I don't like it when it's like five at bats, but like when we're getting up into like 20s and like uh, we can get into it, but like going, I'll probably look into like the pitch mix and Kershaw probably has a good pitch mix against um, Trout. And honestly, Kershaw's elite, so it doesn't matter. All right, morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We've 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 hung you guys out for a long time. Um, under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Well, Justin Verlander, of course. <laughs> I can I can go somewhere else if you don't want to go. No, with chalk can, chalk answers. Can, I'm not going chalk, man. I'm going Detmers. I'm looking love into it. this dude, yeah. and I love what I'm seeing advanced stats wise for this guy. Um, if you're chasing ceiling. He might be my favorite like ceiling point per dollar pitcher on the slate now. Um, now that we've gone through the slate, over eight K to score under fifteen. Who's your bust today at the top? Uh, Bailey Ober, just too expensive. Has a, a high contact Boston off- offense as a matchup today. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough question. Um, with you taking over, I think it's Kirby. Going up against the Yankees, my only issue is like he's a good control pitcher, but I think it's Kirby. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Fernando Tatis versus Disco. Okay. I, I like that one. Um, I like that one. Give me Christian Walker at 4,400 to hit a home run here. He's been hot lately. Um, love the matchup overall. Give me Christian Walker. Love it. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat that you like today? Uh, give me Mike Tockman. Been hitting, hitting at the top of the Cubs order. Good matchup today against a guy that struggles with lefties. Um, way too cheap. I should change this to like 10 fantasy points. But anyway. Um, Especially with stolen bases much more thing now. I, yeah, that's I what I like was that. thinking. I was like, man, I really want to say Ruiz, but I don't know if he gets <laughs> two hits. Um, give me Gallo. Um Crawford, not a huge strikeout guy. This just seems like a Joey Gallo spot. He hasn't hit a home run in a while. Doesn't it just scream like uh, everyone tilting a like double dong Joey Gallo day? Um, I don't know. I'm going to go Joey Gallo. 
Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? I'm. I think I know where you're going. I'm going to go uh, Cincinnati just to not not steal yours. Uh, they're red hot. Like whether it, I, their pitching change doesn't change my feelings on them. I still think they're absolutely one of the top stacks on the slate, whether it's Freeland or uh, Davis. Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, yeah. I love the Diamondbacks today. I was going to say Padres or Diamondbacks. Um, I love the Reds call. I, I mean, just kind of thinking about it, it's probably my three favorite teams today, bats-wise. Um, so absolutely right love this you. spot for Arizona. Um, Arizona is likely going to be my highest own stack today. I just – I love the matchup. I love the spot. You always are a little concerned about Milwaukee bullpen, but it's been a lot worse. Um, they kind of wholesaled the bullpen. Was it last year? Um, I think it was last year. So love this spot for Arizona. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? This might be the best slate of the year. We've got some crazy cheap pricing, some elite uh, pitching. Like it's, This one's going to be a lot of fun. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Comment on the YouTube page. Do you like – two hits under or under 4k or would you rather us do like a 10 fantasy point thing um let us know in the youtube comments on the video appreciate everyone hanging out watching while you're um commenting subscribe help us out we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball hope you have a fantastic tuesday we'll see you all tomorrow